day to you. The Bill Michael Show. We are on the air. We are glad you're with us on this Wednesday. It's a weird day today. I'll explain that in a minute. It's a weird day. Strange day. No, it's not because it's the hangover from Valentine's Day. So I'll, I'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, welcome to the program. If you want to chime in, phone number 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. Please follow us in uh, all our platforms, which uh, we always appreciate. You can't get enough of the show, hopefully, but if uh, you can get enough of it and you want to complain, you can do in, do so in many ways. Uh, also, uh, producing the program, Ben Z. Kenny, at Ben Z. Kenny, over on uh, Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Under The Bill Michaels Show, Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Instagram, by the way. Uh, find us on YouTube. Find us on Twitch. Just simply Bill Michaels Show on both uh, television entities. And you can find us uh, via email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Everything is on the website, thebillmichaels.com. And you can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts. If you want to get uh, more of the show, can't get enough of the show, or you missed some of the show. Whatever it happens to be. And, uh, Michael, good morning to you. There we have it. Uh, today feels weird. I'll tell you why in a minute. But, Ben Kenny, uh, last night the Badgers got a win. It was ugly. They didn't hit a field goal in the last 10 minutes of the game. How do you win a game like that? Should I answer that realistically? Yeah, realistically. Go for it. I mean, we're starting out. We're on fire today. Um, hello. I'm still... <laughs> I'm still going through it. You're like, re, re, go back to Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh had all these friends around him, right? Winnie the Pooh, even when he was stuck in a honey hole, he had a lot of optimism. Then there's Eeyore. <laughs> you are the Eeyore of my show. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It just takes time. Oh, How my did the goodness. Badgers win? Well, for the first time in a month and a half, they made free throws. Mm -hmm. There were games upon games. They always go through those droughts. Like, I was right. watching that. That was the most expected second half I've ever seen. They, they did it on Saturday. They were up 17 points against uh, Nebraska and lost. Like, that's right. just what this team does. This time, they actually made free throws. <clears throat> and that's how they won the game. And frankly, like, the season has sucked. The team is okay. It, it's not horrible. It's obviously not that great. But yesterday was, in many ways, my Super Bowl. As long as they could beat Jawan Howard and Hunter Dickinson walking in the stadium with the damn ski mask and all those idiots in Michigan, I, I feel fine about the season. Okay. So, that's so it's kind of like today. it's kind of like Bears fans where all they want to do is just beat the Packers. Kind of. In, but okay. not in a not in a depressing way. Okay. I guess. I, I'm just looking for joy. And okay. that game brought me you got to take joy anywhere you can find it, so I'll, I'll go with you on that. I'll, I'll take that. I get it. Okay. Bucks last night, they get a win. And more so than the win, what should we be talking about coming out of that win last night? Anything? Anything strike you? I saw a lot of the chatter surrounding the game. I mean, they beat the Celtics B team, if you will. A lot of guys were out. But mm -hmm. it's mid-February, and dudes are hurt, and the Bucks won. And I don't think it teaches us anything about how the playoff series would go. I see some people projecting. Many were complaining about people who weren't playing. I, I don't know. Like, it's a mid-February NBA game. They won. It was exciting. 
and then I think we move forward. The uh, the uh, to me anyway, more so than anything, I think what comes out of last night's win are are two things. One is the Bucks they need to get back to full strength. The Celtics need to get back to full strength. I don't know if you want to face the Celtics down the stretch. I I just I, you assume it's going to be the Eastern Conference Finals between these two teams, but. Uh, I don't know if you want to face them, man. Uh, They were missing four of their six big guys, two of their uh, premier starters. And the the, the Bucs, you know, you're still getting Chris Middleton back kind of into the swing of things. You've got uh, no Jay Crowder as of yet. Uh, No Bobby Portis as of yet. So they're not at full strength either. So uh, the Bucs had the best player in the league last night in Giannis. And so that tilts tilts the stage, so to speak, in his direction. But last night, uh, Drew Holiday just went off. I mean, he was he was fantastic. So that was that was awesome to see. Uh, so in so many different ways, terrific win. And you know, uh, any coach will tell you, I don't care how we win or who we play against, a win's a win. You just take it, and move on. And that's exactly what the Bucks are going to do. Uh, so no, I, and I can't wait because I have tickets to the next matchup between these two teams. Hopefully, they're both at full strength. So coming up in mid March, late March. Uh, it's a, I think it's a Thursday night contest. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to that game. I just bought tickets to it. So uh, looking forward to that. But um, last night it, it was a win. And you just grab it and you take a win and you move on. And that's all there is to it. So if there's anything you take away from last night, uh, that was one of them. The second thing is, is I think we all went just silent when Giannis went down. You could hear him moaning in pain last night from the knee issue and uh to be able to come out of that and still be able to play now i don't know what the long-term effects of this is going to be we all know that he banged up that right knee earlier this year but to be able to see him go down and then pop back up and then be able to play on top of that is fantastic um so i i'm 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 giddy with that the fact that he did not stay down, the fact that we still have Giannis on the court. Now, if he misses a few games, he misses a few games. Last time he had that knee injury, he missed 11 games. Uh, but, man, oh, man, um, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, thank God he got back up. I think that the story coming out of that game, not that you can sit there and drone on and on about it, but the fact that he got up last night when he went down and it looked relatively severe. When I, he was laying there, and I thought, oh, okay, he's going to get up. And then he didn't, and then he didn't. And then he didn't, and you could hear the arena get quieter and quieter and quieter. And everybody's just waiting. And then finally when he got up, the place erupted. And then when he came back in, the place went even crazier. But uh, man, oh, man, oh, man, last night was a, a scary moment for, uh, for, uh, for you know, any Bucks fan to see Giannis laying there. So uh, those are the two things I take away from last night. Also, coming up tonight uh, for the top spot in the Big East, Marquette back on the hardwood and taking on Xavier. By the way... I get, and I go through this every year, and I'm sure it's probably going to happen come tournament time, but I have a pet peeve. I grew up in that area. I know a lot of guys with the name. I know the school very well. It is Xavier. It is not Xavier. It is Xavier. It is not Xerox. It is Xerox. So I don't know why people insist on going X-Xavier, but it is. It's just for those that are out there that are listening to the program, uh, you want to impress your friend, friends, impress your friends. Say Xavier. 
not Xavier. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it does. It'd be like people mispronouncing my last name all the time. I know I mispronounce names all the time. I get it. I try to get it right, but man, oh, man. It is one of those things that just, uh, just sticks on me. So that's, that's the old man in me yelling, get off my lawn this morning, so I apologize. So is, is that <laughs> like bangles instead of bangles? Right? Bangles? It's bangles. It's bangles. Bangles. The, the bangles. Bangles. B-E-N-G-E-A-L-S. Yeah. Bangles. Exactly. It, it's not bangles, like a bangle bracelet. And people do that all the time. And, and then there's the bingles. There's no bean. <laughs> there's no bean in it. It's not B-E-A-N. G-L-E-S. It, it's it just, it, it's, it's not that hard, but people screw that up all the time. And I, you know what, saying it fast at times, I will screw it up. I, and I don't, and the other aspect of that is I don't think I have an accent. Do you, Ben? Do you think I have an accent? Because I know you don't have like a Philadelphia East Coast accent. Well, I used to. And it's slowly gone away since I've lived here. I don't think okay. you do. I really, uh, I tried growing up in southwestern Ohio. Uh, there was a, de- a line of demarcation uh, in the Western Hills area. If you lived below Glenway Avenue and east of Glenway Avenue, you had the hillbilly draw, my dad used to say. Now, my dad was from Indiana, so my dad always had a little bit of a a weirdness to him when he would talk because sometimes he'd say stuff and I'd just fall over laughing as a kid. Uh, my mom was an educator. My mom was the superintendent of Cincinnati schools uh, growing up back in the fifties uh, and sixties. So um, it was, it was always very much proper education and proper pronunciation and such in, in my family. So that's the way I was taught. So I really tried to shake any Southern because my friends will come up and everybody will look at him like, what, you're not from here. And I don't really hear it as much. I do a little bit more now because I pay attention to it. But I really tried to get rid of any southern drawl that I had. And my God, you go across the river, you go into northern Kentucky, holy mackerel, that's like a whole new world over there. Holy moly. Um, so anyway, uh, trying to get past that. Uh, yeah, they, they, <laughs> it's like when people pronounce certain things down there versus here. It's just, you know. It's a little bit different. Anyway, that being said, that's that's my that's my screaming get off my lawn moment. So there you have it. Uh, so anyway, today feels weird. You know why today feels weird, Ben? Why does it feel weird? You got to think. You, you got to think about it now because you got to think about what today is. Well, there's no to- huddle. There you go. Right out of the chute. It today's a Wednesday. And normally today, today is my, my, I, my alarm went off this morning because today is pack-up day. And I always get up in the morning on a Wednesday. I get up and I pack up the equipment. I, pick, I pack up the second, uh, the second stash of stuff, uh, the second board, all the headsets and everything. Because I'm back from, you know, Super Bowl now. And I pulled everything out. I cleaned it all up. I straightened everything out. I get everything ready for the next broadcast. And today my alarm went off. And my, there's an alarm that goes off at 545 on a Wednesday that says, wake up, clean up. And uh, I got up this morning, and I popped out of bed. I was in this deep sleep. And uh, we're, Kristen and I are taking these new products, and eventually I think I might advertise them. But right now I'm not, but I, I will mention them coming up. But we're taking these new products, and this product helps you with rest and relaxation. And so 
my God, when I'm out at night, I'm I'm gone to the world. Holy mackerel, this stuff is fantastic. And then you wake up completely energized. So I get out of bed this morning. Alarm goes off. I pop up. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I literally walked into the next room, I, I, into the guest room where I had everything laid out on the bed. And I start putting it away. And I went, oh. It, 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 it like stabbed me in the heart for the first time. I realized football's over. Now, we get a reprieve. Because you got the combine coming up, you got the draft coming up, you got then the mini camps, the rookie mini camps, OTAs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but man, it was like today there's nothing. Something did piss me off today regarding football, regarding the Packers. But as far as the coverage of Duke Huddle tonight, no bar to go to. You know, so I, I'm not looking forward to somebody else's salad. You know, no place to go. I'm, I feel like a homeless person at this point. It's kind of weird getting out of the NFL season. So that being said, uh, we are going to uh, discuss uh, a few things that uh, went on last night. We're going to talk about uh, something really got under my skin today. I uh, went downstairs. I made a little bit of breakfast, sat in front of the tube. I was watching uh, the NFL Network, Good Morning Football. They're going over the tweet by Juju Juju Smith-Schuster, which I think is completely Bush League. Uh, they're going over all of that, and then they get call comes back to Aaron Rodgers. We're only one day away from Aaron Rodgers going into the darkness, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then they get into this discussion, and they go through all these different national talking heads, uh, from Ross Tucker to Adam Schefter and everybody in between. And Ross said it on my show, and I asked him about it afterwards. And so I, I want to discuss this. Because I'm going to now reach out to you, the listener, the people that hear things, see things, read things. You know, I can't read everything. Ben can't read everything. We try. We try to get all the information we possibly can. We try to gather as much as we can. And I even asked Mike Clemens about this. And Mike said, I don't know. So I want to ask you a question when we come back regarding the Green Bay Packers. It pissed me off. And when people say, F the media, this is where I say, F the media. I'll tell you what it is I'm talking about when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Kind of sad. We don't have a huddle tonight. But Bud Light, don't forget, summer's right around the corner, whether you're celebrating uh, a Bucks win or any other win for that matter, or maybe drowning your sorrows, you just want a good time, don't forget they have all kinds of beverages in the Bud Light lineup now, even the Bud Light seltzers, which are absolutely fantastic. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I got a, uh, a terrific letter. Uh, or email, I should say email. Uh, people really don't write letters anymore. But um, I got a terrific letter from uh, a gentleman last night who it was uh, just a couple of lines. But he just said, uh, hey, Bill, I wanted to let you know that I took your advice and went down to Calderon Club. It was a busy night down there because of the Bucks game, but my wife and I truly enjoyed it. They gave us a corner table, and Alex, who is uh, the server down there, was absolutely tremendous. You can't ask for a better atmosphere, and my God, you can't ask for better food. What a great recommendation, and it's a hidden gem in the city of Milwaukee. We are from La Crosse and came to Milwaukee to see our son, who who is at UWM. But what a terrific Valentine's Day. They sent us a nice salute 
of amaretto, which he traditionally does, and had some tremendous cheesecake. Thank you so much uh, for the advice. That is awesome. I I love it, love it, love it when people do something and I say, hey, this is really good, just try it out, and then they get back in touch with me. Thank you, Tim, and uh, congratulations to you and your wife on a tremendous, uh, you know, Valentine's night and dinner down at Calderon Club. He did say, "I uh, I had the Cider Boys. My wife ended up having some Pinot Grigio. That's fine. They pair it up with Cider Boys down there when you ask for the, those specific dishes. But uh, I, I was telling you, it's it's an awesome, awesome place. And the best Italian food you're ever going to put in your mouth. That is Calderon Club. And then thanks to our friends at San Giorgio as well uh, over there, the uh, uh, authentic Napoletana Pizzeria. And our friends at Point Brewing and Cider Boys. Just fantastic, fantastic stuff. So that that is wonderful. Uh, now, there's two things here. And I'm going to get to the one that I'm, I'm more kind of PO'd about. But uh, I want to bring in Mike Clemens, who is uh, joining us here on the hotline at this point. And, uh, Michael, how are you doing today, man? I think Welcome I've back. Had, I think I've had Alex. And, yes. And, you know, it's one thing when the place has got great food and it's delicious. But the one thing that puts you over the top is atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, you know, you, you know, it's Valentine's, and you want to take, you know, you're someone special out someplace, or you want you got family in, or you want you got a friend in, and really you want a, a good place to visit, and that's what those guys are so great at down there. It's just atmosphere, and you know, you have. Oh uh, yeah, have give time. your sweetie the best meat you can possibly give her. <laughs> <laughs> I there you go. I suppose um, uh, I'm fine. I, I I had a three and a half hour plane ride yesterday, which made me reflect on the week. And I have a hundred stories. Every time we do this and we go to the Super Bowl, uh, my quick one is, you know, let's see. The Eagles finished up their press conference at about five or five thirty on Thursday afternoon, and you went to that cigars thing, cigars and the stars, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm out there in Chandler at the Wild Horse, and as literally the crews are now wrapping up cable after a week of press conferences. I'm in the hallway, and uh, is it Chris Long? You know, one of the former Eagles was there visiting. And, and then here come behind the curtain, here comes Terry Bradshaw walking down the hallway. And he's looking around the hallway and goes, God dang this place. Look at how nice this place is. Golly. <laughs> and talking to anybody. In the lobby, as he's walking through, he's on his way to get into the back of some limo or something, and he's walking right by me. I said, he said, you know, he's looking at me like, like, as if it's a conversation that we're picking up, <laughs> or like he knows me. And he looks at me and he says, you know, hell, when we were players, all we stayed at was a Holiday Inn. Do you remember Holiday Inn? I said, yeah. Yeah, I said, or if you were good, maybe you got to stay at the Ramada. Yeah, you know, and he said, in those planes. He said, we used to ride around in DC eight. Do you know what those? Do you remember those are? I said, yeah, two yep. engines in the back. He said, yeah. I said, you must have been cramped. Hell, cramped. He said, that's probably why we went on those games. We were so angry from the plane flights, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know, he he just all of a sudden there's an audience of about ten, twelve people around him, and he's just going off like that. And then he's like, oh, I gotta go. And so he walks out and gets. It's like, okay, there's a few. There's a few moments with Terry Bradshaw. Right. Um, and then, you know, we're back at our house for the week at Super Bowl, and you turn on the TV, and it's the honor show, and there he is doing the presentation, remembering Franco Harris and the in memoriam of all those great players that have, and coaches that have passed in the past year. 
And that's just what that's what's so crazy about being at Super Bowl. One minute you're talking to this guy, the next minute he's on network TV, you know, handing out honors awards. So little stuff like that. I wanted to call you about I got home last night <clears throat> and then I sat down and I turn on the tape of yesterday's McAfee show with Aaron Rodgers. And of course, you know, now for the last couple of years, Pat McAfee has come to Radio Row. Now, as you point out, it's called Media Row. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers made that show. They were a, fr- a friend. You know, he's this former punter is streaming, and he's got some pretty hip takes on football and, and sports in general. And he's a funny, entertaining guy. But Aaron Rodgers came on. He got some big ratings, and all of a sudden he got a huge national sponsor. And now he's there broadcasting with you and all these other networks uh, at the Super Bowl. So he owes that to Aaron. Fine. Great. They talked for 40 minutes yesterday. And as much as I know Aaron Rodgers and like him and, you know, he's good to us in terms of just a guy to talk to about football and everything, I mean, he just sounded nuts yesterday. Absolutely nuts. Because it's like, okay, you know, I'll go down the road with you, Aaron, that you want that you need to do a cleanse where you're in total darkness and subjecting yourself to this stuff to, you know, sort of come to grips with life and, meditate and all that okay fine like talking to marquez valdez scantling hey if that's what works for the guy whatever it's him mm-hmm. and him and tom brady with his tb12 you know they're out there discovering things that maybe will all of us will apply in our lives someday okay right fine, whatever but the fact is he started you know ripping and then he would go back and forth you know these guys like Ian Rappaport and Am Schefter. You know they're reporting that I'm going in this weekend. It's wrong. I'm not going until next weekend. So he wanted to come on only to stress to say, "Look, I've got my inner circle," and he called it his inner circle several times. David Dunn, the agent, you know, a couple of assistants, maybe a friend or so. Mm-hmm. He says they are not talking to any of these guys in the media. So anytime these guys say something about me, and so he spent. The better part of forty hours, uh, forty minutes, laughing it off, kind of having fun, kind of playing cat and mouse, only to say, "I'm going in this weekend. I didn't go the weekend of the Super Bowl. I haven't done it yet, but I'll be going this weekend." And then Pat would come back and say, "Oh, so you're you're going in Friday? Well, I didn't say that. I'm just saying I'm going in this weekend." And they went back and forth like that for forty minutes. And I'm telling you, if I'm Robert Salah in the New York Jets and I'm looking at this, it's like, this guy's lost it. He's, he's, he's lost it. What, what, why? He's here's, himself. here's my, yeah, I, and I don't understand why the necessary uh, back and forth of being cryptic. You know what I mean? I, I, granted, yes, he didn't say that. But then again, when he, when he gets questioned on things like that uh, and he gets seemingly frustrated, Everybody has a right to question him now because he basically lied. He misled people about his immunization and vaccination and all that kind of stuff. Going back to that, up until that point, you pretty much just took him at his word and then you could ask him something and he would answer it. Now he wants to do all this cryptic stuff for whatever reason. And it's 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 exhausting to have a conversation almost with him or listen to his conversation anymore, isn't it? If, if Let's say he doesn't want the media outside the clinic that he's going to do this thing for four hours with satellite trucks. Maybe that's it, okay? Maybe that's what he needs to say. But it, cryptic is the is a perfect word for it, Bill. Just say it. Or if you're not going to say it, 
Give us some reasons why, but be straight. But he he laughs and he plays this cat and mouse. And, you know, it's so funny. One minute he talks about, you know, anti-media. And then the next minute he says, listen, I know that Adam and, and those guys, they do a great job. They have they, It's a tough job. You know, they're trying to keep it updated. I'm just saying these guys are not talking to anybody in my inner circle because if they are, they're not going to be in my inner circle anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he talks in circles. He's talking right. in circles. And he looks great. You know, he's got a nice haircut, looks younger than ever before. You right. know, but uh, it's it's just like if that's the way this guy is, I, I how do I work with that? Because because right. still you know when he comes in, he's going to be in tremendous shape, and he's you know smarter than can be and all. But it just it gets to be too much, man. And you know what? I don't know I don't know what the Packers are thinking, but if they wanted to move on. This this guy's making it easy for him, right? You know, if you watched forty minutes of that thing yesterday, if Mark Murphy and Goody have changed their minds and said, you know what, let's give Jordan a try and we'll do whatever, see if we can pick up another quarterback in this year's draft, we'll get a bunch of extra draft picks from somebody. But I'll tell you what, after watching forty minutes of that, as well as I know this guy, and and to see have Marquez Valdez Scantling say, hey, man, that's my guy, man. You know, I'm a kid from Florida. I get to the Green Bay Packers. This guy teaches me so much after four years. I get a nice three-year deal out of the Kansas City Chiefs, and now I got a Super Bowl ring. I took a picture of him coming off the field. He came right up to me and said, right. hey, man, I got a ring. Yeah, you know, He only had one targeted pass. So he's grateful for what Aaron Rodgers did for him and his family and all that to get to that level. So I say, hey, you know, whatever Aaron wants to do in his own time, that's his own thing. So, you know, that's part of the story. I respect that. But this is just silly. He just he's he kind of is wasting everybody's time, and he he may get his wish. Are hey, Mike. Yeah, do you got a, a second to hold? Because I want to play something for you when we come back, and then I want your reaction to it. Okay. We'll do. Stay tuned. Uh, Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline, and uh, it's you know kind of saying what a lot of people are thinking, uh, to be quite honest with you. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. Uh, now is the time. If you're going to start thinking about the summer months, now is the time to start thinking about new, stock used, maybe something from the 2022 stock and in inventory that is still sitting there because the 2023s, I just drove past there yesterday, the one in Pewaukee, and uh, they're lining up, man. They're lining up. They have got a lot of inventory that's sitting there getting ready to be placed in the showroom. And it's sitting right outside because they need to make room. So the 2023s are still hanging. So if you're looking for a terrific deal for new, used, whatever it may be, pontoon, yachts, sport and deck boats, fishing boats, skipper buds, they have got it. And my buddy Todd over there, the general manager, he's making the deals. 262-544-1200. 262-544-1200. It's right off of the highway in uh, in Pewaukee, out in Waukesha. Again, 262-544-1200. Go in and tell him I said hi. It'll give you a little bit of a, a discount when it comes to a boat. But get a hold of our buddy Todd over there. He's the general manager, and he says, hey, Bill, look, we need to move the 2022s. we got a great used inventory, but the news are coming in like almost on the daily in, in truckloads. So, again, 262-544-1200. That's our friends from Skipper Buds. Mike Clemens, more Coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the program. Reach for the stars. 400 grand in cash and prizes every Thursday in the month of February from our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Bingo is back. The Dream Dance Steakhouse is back. The Canal Street Cafe is back. The 360 Bar is back. Stay and play packages are available. Terrific place. Terrific times. That's Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com for all the details. That's our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. So joining us on the hotline is our buddy Mike Clemens. So, Mike, uh, I was listening to this. Uh, Ross Tucker said this uh, same thing on my program when we were sitting there on Radio Row as well. Take a listen to what he said yesterday, and I want to talk to you about this. Here's what he had to say. On the Aaron Rodgers one, Packers are open if that's what he wants. That's what the Packers want. The Packers want to trade him, and they're hoping that Rodgers is willing to play ball because no one wants to pay him $60 million fully guaranteed unless he wants to be there and he's all in. So the next phase of this is probably the Packers letting Rodgers talk to some of the other teams, but it seems abundantly clear that the Packers want to move on and they're really hoping that Rodgers accommodates them and A, agrees to play and then B, agrees to be traded. So, Mike, I want to ask you because I heard Ross say it. I've heard Ian Rappaport say it, Schefter say it. Uh, I I was watching the other morning uh, with uh, the uh, yesterday morning with uh, Good Morning Football uh, and this morning they both said it. Uh, where they're saying, Roger, the Packers really want to move on. They've made it clear. Has anybody reported anything from the Packers? Because the last I heard was Brian Gutekind saying, one, Aaron gives them the best chance to win. Two, they don't know if Jordan Love can win. And three, that we're not saying anything or doing anything until Aaron Rodgers makes a decision. Have you heard anything to the contrary? Do you think that Mark Murphy and Brian Goodikins today on the 15th of February say, okay, if we trade Aaron and Jordan Love is average, uh, they're going to be tiki torches in the parking lot, and, you know, how did you ever trade this guy away? That if Aaron Rodgers goes to another team and has a moderate amount of success, a winning record like Favre did with the Jets, you know, 15 years ago, that people are going to be coming after them and saying, what were you doing? How could you let this guy go? I think that's the end end decision here. And from a pure football operations standpoint, when I asked Goodikinst, you know, you guys knew that your quarterback had a broken thumb at the final play of offense against the Giants in London. When you're looking at that, you look. You got the Jets and the and the Commanders on the schedule. Why don't you just say, look, rest the guy with the broken thumb, let the kid play a game or two, so that the you know the veteran can be ready for the second half of the season and make a run at this thing. And his reply was, "We want the best chance to win." So I think he feels like putting in Aaron Rodgers means that's the best chance to win the game. That insert the most secure decision to make. Mm-hmm. And that Jordan Love will win football games in the NFL, but it could take him a season to learn how to win a game. That's what I think he thinks. And as opposed to, you know, a, a Brock 
pretty Cinderella story where you go in and you go seven and zero off the bench. You know, uh, the last pick in the draft. He's that's not what he's banking on. I think he thinks that Jordan Love could lose. You know, three out of four games before he starts winning. You know, four out of six or something. Uh, and and so that's where I think Ragudi is at right now with this decision. In terms of what Ross says, is like, let get real. $60 million for a guy who's not going to come to OTAs? No. No. And when you see Patrick Mahomes, the way he did it, went through all the OTAs, and he did it without Tariq Hill. He Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl without his Devontae Adams and got better at it. Right. That's the point that needs to be driven home to 12. That's the challenge. That's what I said Monday, Mike. That's how I started the show, was what I learned coming out of that game, and you and I were there when Patrick Mahomes talked about getting into camp, getting on the same page with his guys, getting on the same page with his coach. We had to play different. We had to scheme different. All these different things. He said, yeah, we lost Tariq, but it forced us to be better players. All of all of the things that we were talking about going back to training camp, going, well, okay, if Cobby's going to coach him up, you know, and in the meantime, Aaron's on this plane saying, I'm the 200 level, you guys are all beneath me, I hope you're up to my level by the time I get there, instead of saying, let me help you get to my level, let me come down to your level to work with you, the, the way Patrick Mahomes did. Mahomes has two MVPs and two Super Bowls and makes it look effortless, and you've got the most cerebral guy, one of the best quarterback tacticianally in the NFL ever, saying, no, it's beyond, it's beneath me almost to be able to go in there and do that now. Well, Alan Lazard sat out last spring. You know, because, right? Well, hey, if the quarterback's not there, I don't need to catch passes from Jordan Love. I'll show up for mini camps as well, and then I'll get my one-year tender. And I, by doing that, I'm probably going somewhere else in the NFL. That's what Lazard's feeling was. All right, whatever. I'll be like MVS. I'll get more money because these guys are not going to pay it. Or like MVS told us, Bill. Hey, listen, I wanted to be Green Bay, but my agent said, you know, they haven't signed Elton Jenkins yet. They haven't signed Jair yet, you know, and they and they got to do the the money for the quarterback. Let me get on the phone, call around with some others. Hey, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have got an offer. You want to go there? Mm-hmm. Really? Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And you said there was two or three other teams interested. Well, there's one that's closer to home, and there's this, you know, and the and the Packers did call. Okay. Yeah, they gave sort of a minimum offer, maybe one year. Okay. All right. Yeah, what the hell? I'll take the three-year deal with the Chiefs. And there he is with a ring. And other people are going to see that and just say, time to get going. Time to get off this bus and try another one. Um, So before I let you go, Mike, so going back to my original question was, I haven't heard anybody say specifically uh, or attribute it to a report from a source or anything that the Packers want to move on, though. You know what I mean? I keep waiting for somebody to say, sources from inside the Packers, sources from inside such and such, sources no, from, you know. I, no, and, and, nothing, no, nothing's been sourced. Uh, those guys, it's all just speculation. Oh, yeah, no, that's just speculation. That, that's just, you know, that's just roster talking with his gut. And that's people, you know, but, you know, even though Adam Brat is on his show and he's based it on still his feel for the organization, even though he hasn't been there in, over 10 years but no no one's got a, a anything more than what Gutekind said at his last press conference now going on two three four weeks ago and then you know the next one's going to be March 1st <clears throat> here's the other thing though too 
Brian's got to say, listen, we have two great quarterbacks under court, uh, under contract. That's a good place to be. You know, ask Kyle Shanahan what it's like to go through three or four quarterbacks and lose your season accordingly. I would love to have Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love as my quarterbacks for 2023. That could be the best quarterback combination. That's what he's supposed to do is fill out a depth chart. So that's his best option. That's his best option. But he's got to wait for the 39-year-old to make up his damn mind if he wants to come back for another year, you know? Yep. Hey, there's one other thing I want to tell you about. <clears throat> the game is over Sunday night, right? So right. There's that minute where, um, you I, you know, on the elevators you can look and you can watch, but it's like, okay, I, I'm going to go now. I want to go now and I, I want to get to the Chiefs locker room first because I was confident that once Andy, you know, got the ball back after the James Bradford uh, penalty that he was going to be able to work the clock. And I could see this, you know, in progress. But at one point I get down to the ground floor and I'm watching as Mahomes is, you know, eating up the clock that last minute to secure the win. And and the Eagles fans are already filing out. And I'm, I just stood and I watched this steady river of a thousand people passing every minute out of that stadium before the game was even over. And, you know, they've come from Pennsylvania. They've come from Philadelphia. They've come, or they're Eagles fans from all around the country, most of them wearing Eagles shirts and that kind of thing. But every one of these people has paid at least $3,000 a ticket to sit and watch this game. $3,000. Mm-hmm. What's the face value, like 1200 right now, something like that? Twelve to 1500 yeah. But all the tic- all the ticket brokers online, you know, in the media, were saying, "Hey, we're we're easily getting anywhere from four to five to six thousand dollars for these tickets." And actually, the, the prices were down from last year in L.A. because all the Hollywood people. But it's you look at it and say, "These all must be for good families, man." I don't know. I don't right. know. Nine out of ten people listening right right now, if the Green Bay Packers are in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, are you really going to pay six thousand dollars? For two of you to go, or are you going to you know, drop fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars for a family of four to go to the Super Bowl? Are you really going to? And so as I watch these people go by, you know, not a lot of them were that emotional. I, you know, it was kind of a Cinderella season and all that. There was one. Thanks, guy, Mike. I, this makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, come on. There, there was one guy, probably about fifty-five years old. You know, good-looking guy. He, Probably is an attorney wearing an Eagles journey jersey, and the, here's you know isn't it weird how you could be in a stadium with seventy thousand people, and when you're in the parking lot and you're walking in, you walk in with the same people, and then for some reason, you're walking out with the same people, and, and I recognize this guy because I saw him pregame on the phone talking to some family. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're all set. No, we're looking forward to it. The same guy he walked by says, "That was a good game. It's a good game." Too bad it got ruined by the ref. But it was a good game. And I'm thinking, wow, that's that's what that guy spent that money on. That's his experience from that, you know, holding on to that stub, and, and that's his memory. But, I, I, you know, I think the league has really got to rethink about what people are spending to get to that thing. There's other ways that they can find ways to do money. But everybody, everybody, if you've been a longtime season ticket holder and fan and all that kind of stuff, and your team finally makes it to the Super Bowl, you ought to be able to do it for something more face value as opposed to taking out a yeah. small loan to get the tickets. 
Yeah, we've been talking about uh, those crazy prices for years and years. Mike, good stuff as always, man. Glad you're back safe. Uh, and we had a hell of a trip. We got a million stories to share at some yeah, point. Yeah, and uh, thanks to you, man. Thanks for, for for doing it and having such a great show. And and so, yeah, you know, we'll be, wait for Rogers to emerge. And then uh, from March 1st, I'll be talking to you from Indianapolis from the Combine. Yeah, that's right. We got combine right around the corner. Maybe we'll go. Well, we haven't really applied for that yet. Maybe we could. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mike, good stuff as always, bud. Thank you, Bill. Talk to you. There you go. Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes. I can't believe uh, on you the just did that. <laughs> it's like you could well, have sent it, the message of the tickets being expensive without just grabbing a dagger and sticking it through my chest. <laughs> Oh, they weren't but that sad. I guess. Come I guess on. the point. I guess the point is that it's. I you know, know you got point. people streaming out, and it's you paid so much, and you know the way the game ends, and you know all the other things that have gone on with it too. Don't forget. I mean, you know, there, there's still people complaining about the field. I'm not necessarily one of them, but there's people complaining about the field, the objectivity of the officials, uh, you know, the the thought process that the game is now becoming kind of like. Um, Kind of like the NBA, that there's there's a there's an end to this, which I think is is crazy ridiculous. But th- there's that perception. So because uh, I saw all of that spin this past week, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Don't forget we got Mark Schofield of SB Nation coming up after the top of the hour. Hang in there for that. More on the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Lacrosse, I got a, uh, again, going back to some uh, notes that uh, people sent me yesterday, uh, a listener attached a uh, a picture and uh, tagged me on Facebook, and it was really cool because they were at Buzzard Billy's, and then they went upstairs to the uh, Starlight Lounge and had a a, a great meal and great drinks after the fact, and uh, Rodney, I wanted to say thank you. Uh, He said, just Bill, simply love this place. Love this place with a picture of the Starlight Lounge. Rodney said uh, the food at Buzzer Billy's was great, too. Hopefully, see you next time when you're over here in God's country. And I said, I love that place, and I certainly will let you know when I'm over in that direction. Starlight Lounge and Buzzer Billy's out in lacrosse. Fantastic places. Fantastic places. Coming up after the top of the hour, we got Mark Schofield. SB Nation is going to be joining us. So we're looking forward to that and uh, kind of wrapping things up with him and his uh, his thoughts on the NFL season as it uh, as it continues on. So we'll uh, we'll talk more with Mark Schofield uh, one more time, and we'll bring Mark in probably uh, during the NFL draft to getting into that and maybe what the Packers needs are. Uh, my buddy Dwayne sent me a note uh, over on the Facebook uh, or excuse me on the, the Bud Light live stream uh, a little bit earlier, and one of the things that he had asked me he said, "Well, are the Packers going to draft it differently depending on Rodgers?" I don't think so. Uh, the only reason you would draft differently is because, let's say you do move on from Rodgers, say, you know, okay, look, all of the supporting cast, you know, you know you don't have right now certain guys anyway because they're not under contract. Um, they they could be free agents, uh, which would be like a Randall Cobb if he decided to come back, which would be like a Mercedes Lewis and such. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of these guys are pretty much locked up. Um, Adrian Amos would be one of the guys that's uh, on the market. Um, you know, possibly if you would decide to cut and try to gain more money, you could cut uh, David Bakhtiari if you want to go in that direction. 
But no, I think your needs are your needs. You know, now if they decide to say cut bait with Aaron Jones, and then maybe you really have to concentrate on getting yourself a running back. But I think the needs are the needs right now. So I would still add more weaponry. I would still add more depth in the trenches. Uh, Those are the things that I'm looking at, regardless of who's under center, to make this team better. One hour down. We got three more yet to go. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Speaking of Dwayne, our buddy at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau, Wisconsin, and uh, by far Wisconsin's best uh, upholstery canvas boat cover provider. Uh, Yes, the other day somebody said uh, he was doing some desk chairs. They were doing some uh, dining room chairs, some office chairs, all kinds of good stuff. Get a hold of our buddy Dwayne, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. More to go right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.